down. We're back. Hello, everybody. We are back. We are back today. No beer today. I'm trying to um, work on some health issues. He's working on tea. his. He's got tea. He's working on his health issues, or just we're being healthy. Out. We're doing yeah. sober October. <laughs> Except I'm gonna go home, smoke a little devil's grass to go to sleep. So don't get me too much into it. Have you heard of the expression "sober curious"? What the hell? <laughs> that sounds cool. Uh, I don't know. Okay, so we're curious is like a gay guy curious about well, being it sounds gay. A little, it sounds a little like that, right? Yeah. But anyway, I was reading an article on uh, on beer, which uh-huh. is how non-alcoholic beer has been growing for the past decade. It's almost like double compared to just regular alcoholic beer. I'd be damned. Alcohol regular alcoholic beer sales have like just stayed flat over the past decade and non-alcoholic beer has been significantly increasing like almost like think of like 90 something percent right and then the article is talking about uh how that's the new kind of trendy thing and that's what they're calling it so sober curious so a lot of these people who are now because of health reasons or because they're trying to cut on, on alcohol okay consumption you know they're go they're going for non-alcoholic beer, they're and just, they're calling that little trend sober curious. They're just pussies, and that's what I thought too. <laughs> Pick up a stein, be a fucking man. Like who the hell wants to drink beer that has no alcohol? That's like smoking weed that has no THC. Yeah, I'm like what's like, the point of it? Or doing I mushrooms like, that have no psilocybin? Cause, yeah, because like you know when you first drink beer as a kid, yeah. As a kid, as a yeah, of course. I mean, we're we're Latinos. You don't, you don't like it, right? It's no. like disgusting. Yeah. You don't want to taste it. You're like, how? Why are people, you know, adults drinking this? But uh, then you acquire a taste for it, and you know, like now, I I actually enjoy beer, especially on a hot summer day, like uh, a lager, mm-hmm. a nice like either Mexican lager or you know even one of the American lagers. Like it just hits the spot when of you course. drink it, right? Uh, but other than that, like, why would you want to drink? some liquid it tastes like beer but doesn't have the beer effects yeah dude and that's that's i don't know it's be besides me you know it's like you like you know it's like you know you want that zip you know that little fizz you want all that good stuff but you don't want to get drunk that's like going to the party and not dancing i guess that's cool i get it that's fine but dang well, i don't dance i don't dance in your head <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what did it <laughs> oh man so anyways you know as we so often anyway, do that's a new trend yeah in case uh, you guys want to jump on onto that, get get to it before the hips just take over. Anyway, so like you know, like you know, we've done this before. We're gonna do something similar. Uh, I think we did a Christmas one. We did a St. Patrick's one. We did a. I think did we do? I don't think we did a Thanksgiving one. But Valentine's Day. If you guys didn't know, and for everyone who was at parties probably this past weekend, there were probably Halloween parties, and for once, women get to really express how they really feel on the inside without being shamed, right? Because everyone is half awesome. was on Twitter, dude. Everyone's ass is hanging out. It's like, I see so much ass and, and tits. That's like, it's like I'm desensitized of it. It's like, I don't get that like, oh, it's like, another booty. You sound like you're complaining about watching booty, dude. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm complaining. It's more like, like jaded about booty now for some reason. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> you know. I was, I, I was watching a, uh, a meme the other day uh, someone posted. Yeah. And it was like it was like some creepy little face of, I don't know if it was an animal or like a cartoon thing. And like it, it was two, two, right? Like two sides to it. Right. 
and w- the first face said like the first time you see titties and it's like a creepy little smile like <laughs> and then and the other one it was the same picture and it's like the 1080,000 times you see titties the same face <laughs> uh, like yeah it's pretty accurate i mean yeah, like, you we're know. wired like heterosexual males are wired to uh appreciate titties yeah you know what deep down inside i still want to be giddy about it but it's just like there's a surplus of it and i'm like woo. i'm like oh but, no, but I, I can't complain about those you know like you know women dressing up like that i mean because i still also believe that yoga pants is one of uh, men's greatest creations so like that kind of goes along along the same uh lines so I'm not complaining about that, but yeah, I get what you're saying. It's just like, you know, and uh, the there's no creativity. Yeah, I think, I think, I, like, I think that's kind of what it is. And I think we've reached a point of like, everything has been exhausted and beat over the head with the same thing. They're just like, Oh, another nice booty or another this. And you just kind of, you don't like, Oh, but you just kind of give, you know, kind of go, go, go on, uh, on about it. Right. But, uh, you know, definitely. So, you know, a Halloween, and all this stuff. Uh, you going to parties now? Yeah. I'm not really like a party person. Not anymore. Any- well, I never really was, but even now, I, I'm getting older. I, you know, I don't really care too much for that. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't mind them, but I'm also not, you know, looking forward to the weekend to go party like yeah. a lot of people do. Yeah, I, I, you know, that that was a big priority in my life, and I definitely used to look forward to Halloween just because of the excitement of people. And people still typically get excited when they don't have other things to do. So this is a, a reason to kind of get excited. And I used to enjoy in the, you know, get into excitement. I don't celebrate anything, but it's just, you can kind of get behind like. It's just the excuse yeah, of partying. Exactly. And getting together with friends or uh, slutty chicks with costumes. You know, yeah. I, I understand. I understand that, you know, the social aspect for it. But then it's also interesting to look into like where a, a lot of this history. stuff originates from. You know, because as we know, we don't really tend to question things uh, throughout our lives. We just kind of go along with whatever everyone else is doing, right? Right. So it's fascinating when we go into and you find, you know, like when, where a lot of this stuff comes from. In this case, you know, we're, uh, we're talking about Halloween and kind of just reading up on, on some of the, uh, the origins behind it. And uh, there's definitely some pretty cool, interesting stuff we were reading up. What'd you find? Uh, well, something I kind of already knew, but it's just always nice to kind of go back and refresh a little bit of that, you know, what you already know. And it's, you know, I just fucking love learning. Just, it's awesome. But, you know, it's it, it all started with the Irish. Well, not necessarily the Irish, but a Celtic kind of a holiday a couple thousand years ago where, you know, this article came from the History Channel. Um, it, you know, it said that, you know, between October 31st and November 1st, there was the harvest, so they were kind of, you know, bringing in or ushering the dark half of the year. Usually, as we know, uh, that's kind of when, when you know, at the end of October, early November, things happen. But in history, <laughs> this is kind of where, you know, where, where it kind of came from. So, yeah, it came from a Celtic kind of ritual from 300, you know, 200 or 2,000 years ago, which now as we know it, it's gone to this, you know, kind of fun, playful kind of holiday. Right. But if you really look into it, it, it really just, you know, it, it derived from one thing and one thing led to another. Right. And then that kind of started spreading and everyone started taking their own adaptation of it. And it 
became either the Dia de los Muertos or what they do in Germany or they do all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it really just started from that. And then it was kind of like their, their, their way or that time period of them to have an ease. It's a little, to them, it was a little easier to talk to those outer world spirits that were either going to help out with the crops or they were going to help out not harm because I know like they, they, they were superstitious about the, you know, they didn't, pay respects or do kind of that stuff that was either going to harm their crops or was going to harm anything else. So like anything else, you know, we're a little afraid of that. We don't want to upset the, the spiritual right. world, you know? And yeah. So for those who don't know, the Celts were Northern European people back, you know, a couple thousand years, like you mentioned, and uh, who were later conquered by the Romans, a little, you know, brief history lesson here. And then, uh, so yeah, they had their, that, you know, their, their sort of harvest celebration then you know how like winter was coming after that you know like game of thrones winter's coming they're all afraid of winter because it's gloomier and you know obviously there's less food you can't really grow food so they also attribute it to like you're saying to spirits and they kind of had that belief like now you just need to watch out for the spirits and uh then after the romans conquered the celts you know around that time around jesus time i think that by that time they already they were all kind of conquered um over the years, over the centuries after that, they started merging, like you're saying, with some of the Roman and Christian beliefs. In this case, the one you mentioned, the uh, day of the, of the, like the holy or the yeah, that, yeah, that that happened with uh, Pope Gregory the Third. He's the one that kind of wanted to mix the this this with this like a spiritual kind of uh, kind of holiday. And honestly, you know, as we probably know, early on they would light fires, and they would either sacrifice things so it was very ritualistic it was very if some we see you know we actually saw that nowadays we, we think that's a cult which it probably was it, it is so yeah they did all that stuff they sacrifice animals fruits they sacrifice everything to appease these spirits you know and it turned out that you know the whole like little kids dressed up and everything it was more of like once it started kind of developing it was like oh you don't want you, you want to you want to make the the spirits afraid so by dressing up in these uh you know, scary costumes, you're going to avoid getting kidnapped by the, by the, by the, spirits. by the spirits. And you're going to, you're going to actually scare them away. So that's what you want to do. Right. And then it turned out that it even developed even more to where, as we kind of know, and now why we leave the, or our neighbors leave out the, the little pumpkin with the, we'll get into the pumpkin thing with the basket of candy, because it, they were given to the spirits, which as you know, as Hispanic, Latino, you know, the whole Dia de los Muertos, it's, They've taken a different approach to it, which is more of like a heartwarming. Let's reach out to the people that are dead. They're probably hungry. Let's give them this. Right. Let's appease them. Let's connect. Yeah, those muertos. And it becomes a totally different holiday almost than what it actually was. So, you know, that that was pretty interesting to me. I kind of knew it. I, for those who don't or did, um, you know, it's just one of those things to keep in mind. I mean, we're not telling you not to do it or anything like that. But understand the origins of certain things. And no, well, that's it's a cool it's, part, it's, you know? in, it's just fascinating yeah. how a lot of the stuff we, like I was saying earlier, like we don't really question it, but then you, if you kind of try to understand where it comes from, it's very, at, at the very least, just interesting, you know? And, uh, you know, obviously, I, I don't really care whatever people believe. They can believe whatever they want. It's fine. But it's just at least interesting to kind of understand where, where right. some of this stuff comes from and uh, if it even makes sense. And, you know, at the end of the day, people are just, at this point, I think they're just, I, I think they don't obviously yeah. believe too much of it. They're just partying like we were talking about yeah. earlier, just socialize and party, you know. And it's another way to interact with their kids once a year and kind of get that out the way and go ask for some candy. And then like the whole uh, 
actual pumpkin stuff, which, you know, I never knew what that came from, right? Until it was more of like, so if you, if you I mean, if you, you know, the Salt Bay, at one point, I think he was doing little lamb chops, little, Bay. yeah, little, I don't know, little chops, right? And he's like throwing it in, you know, his old flamboyant kind of personality that I fucking get a kick out of. So he's doing this and he's throwing these little, little ribs or half ribs or short ribs, whatever they are. And he starts doing a bunch of with the little, I think it's the parsley or whatever. He, you know, he does that. And then, so he grabs this thing, looks like an onion, but it's actually, it's a, it's a turn, turnip. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that was. I was like, oh, but they ate it. So back in the day. Yeah, turnips at the farm. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. But I just, I didn't know. It just looks like a, looks right. like an onion, like a purple onion. So what they would do is they would carve them. And then that's the, like the original pumpkin and then later on obviously they would grab these pumpkins and do all this stuff and again it was for those uh ritualistic purposes but i'm like oh it's pretty interesting where that came from because you know in that video where he's doing it they freaking eat it so i'm like oh i kind of want some now like chop it up dude if you know how to cook turnips they're not bad they're not bad i don't know how to cook them but uh yeah so anyway i learned like you mentioned the irish too they they're the ones who popularized it here in the states after the whole migration to the states in the mid 1800s or so so before that, you know, like there wasn't really a Halloween uh, tradition here till the Irish came and sort of, you know, pushed that tradition and it started growing and it became what we now know it. But uh, obviously Which, the corporations, you know, they take, uh, they, they, they smell the money. And now I, I was reading like $8.8 billion in sales of Halloween crap. Man, no. we're in the wrong business. <laughs> no, uh, and you know, like I mentioned before, the fourth, a quarter of all U.S. candy sales, it happens during the season. So there's definitely profits to be made. When there's profits to make, people are going to, like you mentioned, going to jump on it and they're going to try to take it away as good as possible. But actually, over the weekend, I was talking to a buddy and he was just telling me how he's, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's Mexican, but... He, he looks white. He looks white. And, you know, his bro- their, their brothers look all white. You know, they, they look, you know, Caucasian. It turns out that his dad had Irish. And then he kind of goes into it. And he, he didn't realize that Mexico had a good concentration of Irish people that had migrated over who actually fought with, uh, with uh, what's, what's his name? Uh, Emiliano Zapata and Francisco Villa and all these people. So there's actually, you can, you can pull it up where there's like almost a wall of all the Irish people that uh that uh that uh what is it um that fought with them so it's like a homage to them right so probably makes sense too how they probably brought it out introduced it and then obviously like a true latino we grab everything we make it ours you know (laughs) (laughs) well i think the you know the other los muertos they're the dead in mexico also there's some mastic uh you know traditions behind it as well so you know everything kind of merges and yeah like people just Go along with whatever is popular at the time, you know, like the sober, uh, curious crap now. Sober, <laughs> but uh, not. Nah, but it's fascinating too. And you know, like I had mentioned, we had mentioned in one of the previous episodes too about the whole witch uh, yeah. origin, which was actually pretty fascinating too. And I read it on one of Michael Pollan's uh, books. Michael Pollan being the uh, the food journalist that uh, we mentioned before. Uh, yeah, fascinating uh, books that he has. He's an awesome writer. And, you know, he also points out a lot of little interesting facts like that. And the whole witch thing, um, it started in the medieval times when, uh, you know, like the witches, the sorcerers, the, you know, people who claim to put spells on you. 
they had a bunch of uh, like psychedelics and hallucinogens. These bitches. <laughs> uh, before that. Yeah. Uh, you know, like even toads, because you know some toads have DMT. Like if you lick them, you you trip. Uh, so they they obviously played with all these uh, type of uh, drugs that they had, natural drugs, and then they applied it to this type of dildo. And as we know, where a dildo goes, you know, that's where it would go. So they, these women were, that's where, you know, the witches come from. They start hallucinating. They go on this trip, which is why, you know, uh, the whole broomstick taking you on a trip. You know, that's where the origins of this, this concept comes from. So, uh. Ladies, next time you dress up as slutty uh, witches for Halloween, at least you know where, where all of that originated. <laughs> and but that's no, that. fascinating. <laughs> that's that. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, but you know what? Going back to the, you know, these uh, and how, I, I, you know, I often wonder how much of this, these, you know, holidays, how much, how much of these religious views, and not necessarily religion 100%, were altered by psychedelics or how many of these stories could possibly be like explained through psychedelics you know what i'm saying it's right. very fucking fascinating i'm glad you brought that up because you know so often than not we we you know you, you mentioned it we don't i don't care what you believe in if you believe in the smurfs go pray to them that's cool whatever you know i have my own beliefs and it's like whatever as long as you don't press your beliefs on me i'm not gonna do it on you everybody keep it good but think about it man it's like all these beliefs that could have more than likely been altered by like psychedelics and 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 through translation they kind of just got screwed it might have just started as a pure simple really good thing right. and it just got you know it landed in somebody's hands or a group of wrong people and then they kind of to 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 manipulate other people it, it's it's fascinating you know well, we don't i don't know much about it but i can only imagine yeah. you know no, there are theories about, you know, the whole psychedelic and religion explanation behind it, which, you know, again, they're theories, but they are pretty interesting. But the thing is that, you know, we also, like, Michael Pollan also mentioned as well in one of his books, I think it was that same book, that, you know, we always also crave or look for altering, mind-altering substances, you know, like even monkeys, even animals, like they, they stumble on fermented fruit. They start eating it and get all buzzed and have a little, you know, a little good time, you know, among themselves. So it almost seems like we are, like, we had that impulse to to find these mind-altering substances, whatever they are, whether psychedelics or or, uh, or alcohol or anything else. And uh, yeah, dude, it's it's pretty, the it's pretty interesting. You know, now that you mentioned that about animals, the panda bear might be the the stoner of the of the <laughs> of the thing, don't they? Like constantly eat. All those leaves? Yeah, those leaves, and those leaves have that kind of, like, effect so. on them. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I know it's one of those. I don't know if it's a koala bear or if it's, or it's the... Are you talking about eucalyptus? Is that what it is? Because koalas, I think is that's koala? what they eat. Is uh, it koala or is it panda? You panda, really look at pandas? Panda. I, I saw a video of a panda, like, literally tip over and roll to its side. I'm like, <laughs> dude, you have to have a couple, like, you know. You were, you were probably under the influence, my man. <laughs> Good to you, you know. Everyone needs an escape for all animals. But yeah, no, dude, I, I think you're, you're right. I mean, going back to the to the thing we've talked about it before. Um, it's nice. It's nice to as long as you know you do it responsibly, whatever that hell that means. Responsibly consuming mind altering things. Who knows? But yeah, man. Like after a long day, you kind of just want to disconnect. You get a couple beers. You forget about it. You actually even laugh about it. Like I've I've come home. 
just not in the worst moods. I literally have a couple beers. And it's like you get in that nice little sense of not giving a fuckness. And you're like, you know what? Whatever. And it's just like, let's just keep going. Whatever. Let's have another one. Yeah, let's have another one. Then you forget about it by the fifth or tenth one, whatever. And so, yeah, I, you know, I can, I can definitely understand how things like that, you know, offer an escape for people. And a lot of people just abuse it. But, you know, as long as... Well, I was, re- I was list- also listening to, back going back to the Halloween thing, mm-hmm. how uh, a lot of people... But, you know, because... It's kind of turned into an adult celebration now, more, oh, than, yeah. more than a child Fuck celebration. The <laughs> <laughs> but think of the children. <laughs> nah. But uh, so, and, and uh, Dr. Wendy Walsh was talking about how, like, it just seems like people, adults, are embracing that a lot more just because they want to escape their, you know, their day-to-day routine. So that's why they dress up in little slutty costumes or whatever, whatever it is, because they. I, I mean, like my initial thinking was like uh, they're just tired of their daily lives or not, not, nothing fulfilling Desperate about housewives. it <laughs> maybe i'm looking too much into it but uh but yeah it seems like you know people uh just want to get out of it i never dressed i never cared to dress up or i've anything. never dressed up as anything i don't think like voluntarily maybe when i was a baby they might have dressed me the up. only time i dressed up was i went to a, a decades party like 10 years ago but i was trying to impress a girl and I, it was a, I think it was an 80s party. Oh, it always so comes from that, somewhere. Yeah, but, uh, then weird. I realized that was the last time I ever did this crap. <laughs> Damn, man. You've had a series of heartbreak there. That <laughs> wasn't a heartbreak. It just, you know, Disappointment. It was like, no, no, no. It's just like the effort to impress didn't, you know, like, why, why did I do that? I'm just done trying to impress by doing stuff that it's not me. It's you know, well, then, yeah, this is the thing. Yeah, I think impression is it comes in all shapes and sizes. And I think, you know... Everyone's everyone has a pretty cool thing. I think everyone's pretty fascinating in their own little world. Um, some people aren't even aware what that might be, and you know, because you know, so many times I've ran into people. I know we're totally off topic now, but I think this is a good point. Like, how many times I've ran into people who think that I'm like I'm not going to get anything from them, and it's just like at the end of the day, I end up having something pretty like, oh, they said something pretty cool, or like, damn, this person really is alive. They might not look alive, but they have like a whole complete set of interests and beliefs. And once you start relating. It's all downhill from there, like, you know, and I, I just enjoy it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. I, I get tired, and uh, my relating skills kind of kind of go to sleep a little bit, like I am right now. I'm a little tired. But, uh, no, it's just, uh, it's, it's one of those cool things. But, so if, you know, you're going to go celebrate Halloween, you know, fucking do it responsibly. What does that mean? I don't know what that means, but, yes, do it, do it responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> responsibly. Now, nah, man, responsibility the hell with that <laughs> <laughs> and you know everyone else just seems a little bit ha- you know happy and stuff i'm pretty happy oh i know we're happy <laughs> <laughs> we're hella happy you know what it is i think too is i know we've got completely gone off topic but i think we've got a couple of extra minutes five to be exact uh the the cool thing is it's like and, and, and none of that is wrong, you know. We we have these points of views, and they're only our points of views, and they're worked out for us so far. But if I think people gave it a little bit more thought, they'd be a little less miserable in 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 their everyday thing, you know. Like a little bit more thought into actually why they might be doing it, getting married. Because listen, if you're gonna go get married, you're gonna go do that. You're gonna have kids. Fine, that's cool. I can't stop you. I don't care. It's not me. I, at first, I was really like, no, like you shouldn't do this. But people are gonna do what they're gonna do anyways. But I think if we can raise a little bit of awareness of, of the other side of it, the ugly side of it. And then you're like, okay, cool. Maybe I'm going to wait. Maybe I'm going to do that. Dude, now, my, now one of my buddies, he was so set in wanting because he got married. He's like, we want kids. And the other day we were having a couple of beers. He's like, 
man, I don't know if I want kids anymore. And I'm like, okay. And then we went into that why. Like, kids are expensive. And it's like deep down inside, I still like doing certain things that I, you know, and I'm like, dude, listen, doesn't mean you can't have a kid at 35. Just don't be in a rush. That is definitely true, man. Uh, I, I mean, I understand the love that people have once they have kids, but do they have a choice? No, they don't. I mean, it's definitely an attachment that, that comes just Oh, they have a choice because there's so many kids out there without parents and they've been, you know, left out on the street. So, yeah, there's a right. choice. But, yeah, I think I know what you mean. Because, see, like, for example, I know this is a little bit more controversial, I'm about to say, but, like, for example, those, those parents who have, you know, Down syndrome children, obviously that's not what they wanted. They didn't want a child with Down syndrome. But, unfortunately, that's what they got. And, of course, they love that child. But how much does that affect their life now? Because now they need, like, all their attention is on that child with this unfortunate, you know, uh, syndrome. Yeah. That now, you know, like, you can't really enjoy much of anything else that you would have naturally or normally enjoy. You know, so so I completely understand that. Yeah, you you love it just because right. biologically you are, you know, um, bonded to to the child, but that doesn't stop the fact that now it just completely changes your life. Is it, isn't or it crazy? Yeah. The better or the worse, you know, it, it kind of depends. Because, you, know. you know, some argue that it brings out certain other qualities within them. And, it, and at the end, you're right. They feel like they become better people because they're doing it. So, yeah, we, I'm not arguing against that and whatever, your, you know, yours your, is. Your, but, you know, going back to that, you know, I think in other civilizations, not even too long ago, you know, they, they used to take those kids and just right. drop them off somewhere, exactly. dude. And, or with and any other, you know, incapacity. That they yeah, had, so. and, and that is a cruel reality. So whether you have kids or not, you know, how does kids tie into Halloween? Go take them out Halloween. Just check your candy before. <laughs> and if you have uh, Down syndrome kids, give them some CBD oil. If it helps. And it helps with, uh, like, certain neurological diseases. Well, I don't know about I know it helps with seizures. I know dude, I'm starting to get seizures. my mother on board with CBD. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. The the devil's lettuce. So with that being said, enjoy your Halloween. Be safe. Have a couple beers. Enjoy life. Life is beautiful. And uh just question things a little bit more. True. It's uh it's interesting what you find when you do. Yeah. So anyway, with that said, I think we're done. We're done here. Thank so, you for tuning in again. Love you guys.